welcome to episode two of the Real World Fitness Podcast. My name's Andrew Rimmer and I'm going to be host for this. So today, with it being kind of the first real episode where I actually start talking about things to do with you know health and fitness and, and diet and training and things, um, I thought we'd get into it with something that I feel like a lot of people struggle with and there's probably a few misconceptions around uh, and that's motivation because I feel like a, it's something I get a lot where a lot of people come to us and say things like, oh yeah, I really want to change my diet, I really want to get in shape, but I've just got to get my head right first, I need to get motivated. Or they feel like, they, you know, yeah, I know what I need to do, I just can't get myself to do it. Or they have this kind of warped perception where they feel like there's a group of people who are always motivated, they're always going to the gym, they're always eating well, and they have this motivation to go and do it all the time, but then they're not motivated, they're, you know, they're not like that. It's motivation is like a thing that you either have or you don't have. And that's not the case. So like people say this to me all the time in terms of, oh, but it's easy for you. You know, you bet you're motivated all the time to go to the gym. And it's, well, no, just because I'm a PT, yes, I enjoy training, but I still have days when I feel like, oh, I can't be bothered going and training today. Or I don't really want to, or, you know, I can't be bothered going and prepping my food. I'd rather just sit and put my, te- put my feet up in front of the TV and get a pizza or something like that. So, you know, that's probably the first thing I want to say is motivation isn't something that you either have or don't have, it's something that's going to go in in waves. And so hopefully today we're going to talk about a few things that you can use to leverage yourself to, you know, when you aren't feeling motivated, you can either put some habits in place so that, you know, the times you're feeling less motivated are less destructive, if you like, towards your health and fitness goals. And you don't feel like you, you've got such a big divide between the times when you are motivated and the times when you're feeling less motivated. So let's have a look at that. I've got kind of put down five ideas or five little tips that I kind of want to give you that will either get you thinking differently about motivation or that you can use and apply to you know your life in general or you know your diet, your training, your nutrition, your health and fitness, that kind of thing. So the first thing is you don't have to change everything all at once. You just have to start. So there is never ever a perfect time to start, but people, I guess, kind of are always putting things off because they're waiting for that perfect time. They're always coming up with excuses like, oh, it's, you know, it's too busy at work or, you know, the kids have got all this stuff on. So that means, you know, I'm not going to have the time to, to go to the gym or to look after my own diet or whatever. You know, there's always an excuse that, you know, this time of year is perfect. You know, we're coming towards the end of October. Christmas is in whatever it is, eight or nine weeks time. People go, there's no point doing it now, is it? You know, I'll just get started and Christmas will be here and there'll all be all the drinks, the meals out, there's going to be food, parties, whatever. You know, it's a massive excuse not to start now and put it off to the new year. But then the new year comes and because people have had a couple of months of not going to the gym, eating whatever they want, drinking a load, they feel rubbish and then they're trying to start from a place further back than if they started two months ago. So they then go, oh, well, I'll leave it now. I'll start next Monday. And the next Monday comes and they go, this is on now. So I'll put it, I'll start next Monday. And then something happens the next weekend. So they can't do it the next Monday. And you see what happens there. You don't have to overhaul everything in your life. You just have to start with something. So for example, you could go, right, this week, I'm going to go to the gym three times. And that's your start point. So then you go to the gym three times for that week. The next week you then go, right, well, I'm going to go to the gym three times and I'm going to take uh, some, I'm going to take my lunch to work with me every day. So you start doing that for the next week. Then the week after you go, right, well, I'm going to go to the gym three times. 
and I'm gonna take my lunch to work with me every day, I'm gonna drink two liters of water every day. And you start to build on positive success. So you take simple, small steps and you go, right, I'm gonna be in it for the long term, but I'm just gonna start, okay? Number two, and this kind of comes off the back of this, is motivation comes from results. You don't get motivated and then start, you start and then motivation comes as a result of that. So, you know, people always think that they have to get their head in the right place and then when their head's in the right place, they'll go, right, let's get in the gym, let's change my diet and everything like that. If you take the approach we've just spoken about where you go, right, I'm gonna get in the gym and do a class three days this week, I'm gonna get in the gym and lift weights three days this week, and then you'll go, you know, chances are you'll do it, feel better afterwards in a more positive mindset. And you go, well, I don't want to waste that. I'm going to, instead of getting a takeaway on the way home from work, I'm going to cook something when I get home. So you make yourself a nice meal. And then you feel better after that. You go to the gym the next day and you go, well, so I'm going to have a salad for lunch rather than go into the uh, greasy spoon next door. And then it starts to snowball because you start to feel better. So therefore, because you're feeling better, you feel like you've got more energy, you make better choices. So you go to the gym again, you make better food choices. You then start to feel better again. You start to see some good results. You might start to feel like, you know, your trousers are getting a bit loose. So you might see a few pounds dropping off on the scales. So then that motivates you. So then you feel good about things even more. So you make more positive choices. You then feel even better physically, you know, mentally. So then you feel even more motivated. You take better actions again. So you start to do more in the gym. You know, you start to stay more active, make better food choices again. And you see how this starts to snowball and cycle. And that's when the really good results start to come. But it all comes from starting. And then as you start to make positive changes, your brain starts to pick up on that. And that's when you start to get motivated. So you don't get motivated first. Motivation comes once you start to see positive results. Number three, and this is a bit of a, a split one. I'm not convinced on this is right for everybody, but to a degree, you need to set yourself goals. So I've kind of split this one to two. So first one, if you're somebody who is kind of goal-driven, you're goal-motivated, then set yourself a big outcome goal. So this could be something like, um, I, I'd urge you to stay away from the scales, but this could be something like, I don't know, I want to drop two close sizes or... Um, I think having performance goals are quite good. So it could be, I want to run a 10K or I want to run a marathon or I want to be able to do 10 bodyweight chin-ups or something like that or lift or sorry, deadlift or squat a certain weight. I think performance goals are generally pretty good because by going about achieving these, so for example, if you want to go and bash out 10 bodyweight chin-ups then and you can't do any at the minute, you've got to start getting stronger in the gym. So you've got to go in there and start lifting weights. You've got to sort out your diet because you've got to improve your body composition. So you've got... I say more muscle, but less less body fat, so you have less weight overall to shift and get above the bar. So therefore, by going about training and eating to be able to do 10 bodyweight chin-ups when you can't do any, you're going to look and feel better by the end of it because you're going to lose body fat, you're going to increase muscle, so then you're going to start looking lean and athletic and you'll get the the results, the, you know, the body composition and the aesthetic results you want from that anyway. So I think if you are going to set goals, I'd stay away from the scales because they're very fickle. I'd look at pictures, I'd look at clothes sizes, and I'd definitely look at performance uh, goals. And then, so the second part of this is you need to, these things need to inspire you. You need to be able to set um, or attach positive emotions to these goals. So for example, doing, so say you want to do 10 bodyweight chin-ups 
uh, and you can't do any at the minute. You've got to imagine how you feel that time when you d first do 10 bodyweight chin-ups and you get all the way chin over the bar 10 times you get down how does that make you feel you know do you feel excited do you feel elated how happy do you feel what are all the emotions going through you can you picture yourself doing it and being there because if you can then that's how you leverage yourself to actually start getting in the gym making better food choices delaying that gratification so that you can put off i know going in the fridge and cracking open a can of beer for sorting out your food prep and you know and then being able to, or knowing that you can then get those positive emotions, you can get that gratification three, six, 12 months down the line when you actually manage to bash out 10 bodyweight chin-ups and you know you're looking and feeling great as well. So you need to be able to attach positive emotions to these big outcome goals. And now, if you're not one of those people who's gone motivated, number four is for you. And it's number four is for everybody as well, for that matter but it starts setting behavior goals or actions that you need to do on a daily basis or a weekly basis and then track your success with these. So behavior goals are like the things you need to do on a daily basis or a weekly basis, the behaviors you need to display in order to achieve these outcome goals. So for example, if you know getting leaner and being able to do 10 bodyweight chin-ups is your outcome goal, then your behavior goals might be uh, so go in the gym and train with weights four times a week, uh, have a portion of protein with every meal, have a, uh, some veggies with every meal and drink two liters of water every day. So every day you then tick off your success rate with doing these. So for example, Monday, did you go to the gym? Yes or no? Tick it off if you did it. Did you have a portion of protein with every meal? Yes or no? Did you have veggies with every meal? Did you drink your two liters of water? And then you start to, it's Tuesday, did you do that again? Wednesday, did you do it? And at the end of the week, did you train four times? Did you hit protein with every meal? Did you hit veggies with every meal? Did you have your two liters of water every day? If you did, great, go again the next week. And then once you're doing these things uh, consistently, you can start to add more in and you can start to improve. So you're building solid habits and then you're improving your plan, you're improving uh, your habits and your behaviors as you go. So you're starting to ingrain the good behaviors that are going to get you to achieve those outcome goals because if you're tracking these behaviors you know that you're going to you know create a calorie deficit eat more nutrients you know train more consistently with weight so you're going to get stronger and there you for you're going to be able to lose weight build muscle get stronger and then be able to achieve those outcome goals that you set for yourself so everybody where you know you don't need to be you know jumping on the scales every week if you're tracking these behaviors eventually if you're consistent with them and you keep progressing them you are going to see the positive results so setting actions and behavior goals and tracking the success with those is probably one of the biggest things is one of the things i get clients to do pretty religiously um because that's how not only how they're going to achieve their goals it's how they're going to maintain them afterwards because you know the last thing you want is to get there feel really good and then just rebound straight back again uh, we all see the the memes that do the rounds on facebook and instagram it's like before after 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 where somebody's gone from being kind of out of shape looks in really good shape but then completely out of shape again you know we want you to be able to you know achieve your goals and then have the habits and, and skills in place to be able to maintain them okay and then the final thing is beware the dangerous middle ground. So we've kind of touched on it, but we all have two main motivators and that is the avoidance of pain and the pursuit of pleasure. So it's like the carrot and the stick. 
but in the in, early on, it's generally the avoidance of pain that gets us going. So, you know, if we put it in a financial term, if you've got bills coming through the door all the time and things like that, you're struggling to pay your bills, it might be a case that that motivates you to, you know, go and get another job or, you know, find another income stream. In a health and fitness scenario, it might be a case of, you know, every time you run up the stairs or if you try and run around, you're running, trying to run around and play with the kids, you're getting out of breath after two minutes, you've bent over double panting. And eventually that's going to feel emotionally painful for you because you hate doing it. Um, so therefore the stick is big enough to motivate you to start getting in the gym and start improving your diet. So the stick gets you going, you start to improve your diet, lose weight, but then after a while, the size of that stick, relatively speaking, diminishes. So you've got less pain because you feel like you've lost weight, you're feeling better about yourself. So that's when you need to have a big carrot. That's when those outcome goals that you've set for yourself need to have positive emotions that actually mean something to you attached to them because they have to keep you going. You have to keep going in pursuit of that carrot. So for example, this could be in a financial sense, it could be you want a new car. You know, everywhere you're going, you get to that stage where you start seeing these cars every day because you, you know, you want that car that badly. So then suddenly it motivates you to put in for a promotion so you can get pay increase. You've got the money to then go and get your, your new car. In a health and fitness, you know, scenario, that could be something like, you know, you've, you know, you've seen the London Marathon on the TV or something like that. And you go, say what, I fancy doing that. So then the, you know, the emotion, the positive emotion you've got in your head of seeing yourself crossing the finish line, that motivates you to get out and do all the training to be able to then go and uh, go and achieve it. So you need to have uh, either, you know, a big carrot to be aiming towards or a big stick to be getting away from. The danger comes when you're in the middle ground where the stick isn't big enough to motivate you to keep going and the carrot isn't big enough to motivate you to move forwards. And that's usually when people go, yeah, I know what I need to be doing and I've done it before. I just I just can't get my head in the game. I can't seem to, to get it going. So if that's you, you need to go back to revisiting what am I trying to achieve? You know, what are my daily actions? How can I start getting these going? So the things we've spoken about today are what's going to help you to you know, coin the term, get your head back in the game again. So that's it. I don't want it to go too much over you because I realise at the minute I've not got any guests on. So hopefully next time we'll have somebody else and you're not just listening to, to me rambling on again. So just to recap today, the important thing to remember is as hard as it might seem, we're in control of our actions. And by taking control and, you know, putting small actions in place, you don't have to overhaul everything, but by going, right, this week, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. And by keeping small convenience uh, actions in place, you can keep yourself moving forward. And that is then going to help you to improve your motivation. So motivation comes from you taking those actions. You don't need to change everything at once. Start small and then build on positive success rather than trying to overhaul everything. You know, keep all the plates spinning. And then when you can't, feeling like you're a failure, start small, build on positive success. So that's it from me today. So don't forget, you can check me out on uh, on my socials, uh, on at Coach Rimmer, on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, if you've enjoyed this, please leave me a review. Please leave it to the uh, five stars. And I will see you next time. Take care.